Live well, bank well at Affinity Plus Federal Credit Union. At Affinity Plus, the approach to banking is different because they focus on people, not profit. They serve members with care, excellence, and integrity, built on a solid foundation since 1930. The Affinity Plus not-for-profit cooperative structure allows members to receive maximum benefits while experiencing outstanding service. By and large, members of Affinity Plus love this credit union. And Affinity Plus loves the communities they serve. And they are a strong community partner working very hard every day to support the people, businesses, and relationships that exist in their communities. Visit Affinity Plus at the Brainerd Lakes branch in Baxter to learn more. Or just have a chat and some free coffee. Affinity Plus is federally insured by NCUA. Good afternoon and welcome to Community Focus at JJY. I'm Ken Thomas and today we're going to talk about junior achievement and the junior achievement think. <laughs> Our guests today are Amy Gray, the district manager for junior achievement, and Michelle Gonska, a board member of JA. Ladies, welcome to Community Focus. Thanks. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Let's start by talking a little bit about junior achievement. Well, Junior Achievement is a nonprofit organization, and we provide volunteer-delivered curriculum for kids grades K through 12, and it's all focused on entrepreneurship, financial literacy, and work and career readiness. So our goal through our programming is to really prepare our kids now for you know, to be successful in a global economy later. So the kids as early as kindergarten are learning financial management. What does it mean to, what does money look like? You know, why do you need money? So they learn the basic concepts of economy, such as if you want to purchase something, you need to have money. In order to get money, you need to do a job. So the kids learn the basics of work and income and earning, you know, from a very young age. And a lot of times people think, well, isn't this kind of over the kid's head? You know, in third grade, we're talking about city planning and zoning and starting a business. And it really isn't. All of the curriculum is very age appropriate. The kids really get a lot out of it. And it's really amazing what these kids are capable of learning and comprehending at such a young age. Yeah. And you rely on volunteers to do that instruction, do you not? We absolutely do. So that is a key component of junior achievement is bringing volunteers into the classroom. And we do that because it's one thing to get the messaging from the teacher, you know, and they hear the same teacher day in and day out. And to get that different voice of somebody else out in the community, somebody who's doing the work, you know, I one of our eighth grade teachers, he said, you know, I can talk about manufacturing all day long, but the kids see me as their science teacher. So to have somebody come in who works in manufacturing and talk about manufacturing jobs, well, now they're interested at a different level yeah. and it's resonating at a different level. So we really look to our volunteers to bring their own experience, their own expertise. And, you know, people might say, well, I've never had a you know, I've never owned my own business. I've never worked in finance. You don't have to. You know, we've all had a checking account at some point. We've all had a job at some point. We all have finances that we have to manage. So everybody has experience that's worthwhile for these students to understand and to, to pick up something from. And, you know, Michelle and I could deliver the exact same third grade curriculum, for example, and our experiences will be very different. So our examples will be different. The experience sure. that the kids get will be different, even though the curriculum is the same. So we really rely on volunteers for that personal experience piece of it and it also connects kids with a mentor in our community outside of you know their their teacher or their parent and just to have another caring adult in their lives that matters and you know the more we read about aces and all these different things with you know childhood experiences and how do we help kids feel safe you know having adult positive adult role models in their lives is a huge component of that and JA provides that through the volunteer component 
Very interesting. Uh, you mentioned that uh, a lot of your volunteers come from the business world or manufacturing, but mm -hmm. not necessarily. Like you said, it could be anyone who wants to volunteer and make a difference. Absolutely. You know, everybody has something to offer. So, you know, if you're a hairstylist or if you're a stay-at-home parent or if you're CEO of a huge corporation, everybody has something to offer. And in fact, one of the our folks from from CLA actually was talking about his first JA experience. He was volunteering right down the hallway from a guy who's in Arizona. Um, he's right down the hall from a guy who was the CEO of a whole grocery store chain. And here was this guy in here, you know, on the floor teaching junior achievement to second graders. And he said, imagine that these kids would never have had an opportunity to meet somebody in his position just out on the street. But yet they come in and volunteer in the classroom, and now these kids have a connection with this gentleman. Mm -hmm. You know, they have that mentor, someone they can reach out to. And I'm sure Michelle can attest to this too. When you go out in the community and, you know, I was at the dollar store one day and someone turns to me and says, oh, you know, you were my junior achievement volunteer <laughs> just at Mickey's actually over Christmas break. We were sitting at Mickey's and, hey, I know you. And the kids love it. When you remember them, it makes them feel really special. So to have that experience for the kid and for the volunteer, I can tell you volunteering in the classroom is probably one of the most rewarding things I've done. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's just a lot of fun. Yeah. As a, as a parent, it's always, um, you know, I'm always looking for ways to be involved in what my kids have going on at school and, yeah. and the things that they're doing. And, and junior achievement is a great way to do that. Um, there's a lot of flexibility in volunteering. Um, so if that's a concern for someone, um, you know, to let them know that you can arrange the schedule in, in whichever way works best for you and the teacher. The teachers are great when it comes to scheduling. Um, and so I, I always enjoy the opportunity to get in with my kids, um, see their classmates, get to know some of their classmates. Um, and it's fun to follow them along. I, I do follow my kids through the different grade levels, and so it's fun to come back each year and, and see those faces. Yeah. Absolutely. And uh, I know a lot of people, we, we're all busy in our jobs, in our lives, and their first thought is, well, how big a time commitment is this? What would you tell these folks? I would say it's nominal, and especially considering the impact that you have. And so the investment is small. It's five lessons total. You generally go in once per week, and the lessons at the elementary level are anywhere from 30 to 45 minutes, depending on the grade level. So it's very age appropriate. We look at, you know, what is the attention span of a kindergartner? We're not going to have you sit there and talk at them for an hour and a half <laughs> when, <laughs> when they're already tapped out at that point. So, you know, it's 30 minutes in kindergarten. And again, it's, it's once per week generally for five weeks. But again, the schedule is very flexible. Like Michelle said, you can go in every single day for a week if you want to. You can go in three days one week, two days the next week. We don't want it less than once per week, but it certainly can be more. And it really is up to the volunteer and the teacher to create that schedule. Now, once we get into middle school and high school, the schedule is more prescriptive because the students are rotating classes. Um, at Forest View Middle School in Brainerd, we do JA in a day. So we do the entire curriculum in one half-day period usually. Oh, wow. And so that's a great opportunity for people who say, you know, I have a really variable schedule. It's tough for me to you know, schedule time each week, but I can take a five-hour chunk out of one day and volunteer. Yeah. So we do have that opportunity available as well. All right. And I should ask, too, because uh, we've been talking, uh, many people might be thinking, well, this is Brainerd, but you have a larger footprint than that, don't you? Absolutely. Each school year, we cover between 65 and 107,000 students throughout the Brainerd Lakes area. So we actively have programs in Brainerd schools, Crosby, Ironton, Pillager, and Pequot Lakes. So we're looking to grow, you know, in all of these communities, but we have opportunities for volunteers in all of these communities as well. Okay. And what is the best way for someone to volunteer? 
The best way is just to reach out to me and express your interest. Um, they can email me. My email address is amy, A-M-Y, at J-A-U-M dot org. And they can go to our website, jaum.org, and they can always look up that direction. Um, we do have a regional page on on that website. We are part of Junior Achievement of the Upper Midwest, so that is a larger, we cover Minnesota, North Dakota, and parts of Western Wisconsin. Um, but here, all everything we do stays local. It's, it's our local fundraising, our local programming. Um, so we do have a local page on our website as well. Okay. And uh, that would be a good way to get that email. Your phone number or anything is all right there. Everything is on the website. They can also check us out on Facebook. So if you're on Facebook, we do have the Junior Achievement in the Brainerd Lakes area as our Facebook page. We have information about our events, classroom needs, you know, everything that we're looking for. You know, we share different, you know, experiences like we'll have a picture of us today at, you know, (laughs) come check us out on WJJY. And so anything that you want to know about what's happening with Junior Achievement, we try to keep our Facebook page very updated with that. Very good. Uh, Now, you also fundraise for this program? Absolutely. So a key thing with JA is we also don't charge the schools for our programs. You know, our schools, we feel are already overtaxed and we want to relieve them of that burden. So we raise all the money ourselves. Our board is very active with our fundraising. Uh, We write grants. We look for corporate donations, individual donations. We get a lot of support from PTAs. So even though the schools themselves, the school districts are not charged, our PTAs have been very supportive of our programming through their financial support and their volunteer recruitment. And so we really rely on the donations of others and events to help raise funds to cover the program costs. And speaking of which, you have an event coming up. We do our, this will actually be our ninth annual Think Trivia event. will be coming up on Friday, February 21st, and that will be at Grandview Lodge. Um, we've been there for a number of years now. It's a great venue to hold our, um, our trivia competition. Um, there's usually 30 to 35 teams of local, you know, tri- trivia wizards <laughs> who like to uh, to challenge one another. It's a, it's great fun. Um, it all supports Junior Achievement, and um, it's just a fun night to get out in the middle of February. Um, might be a little bit cold and, and dreary outside, <laughs> so what better to do than have a little fun with your friends? Absolutely. So uh, talk about the evening. Uh, how does this all work? Uh, teams each are situated at their own tables. Correct. So you can have teams of up to eight players, so generally six to eight um, players on a team is what we would suggest. And then, yeah, we have eight rounds of trivia. There's roughly 10 questions per round. Um, you get the opportunity as a part of the event. You can actually purchase what we call mulligans. Uh-huh. You can have one per round. <laughs> so you kind of get one freebie each round if you'd like to. Um, yeah, and you you compete for those eight rounds. And at the end, we see who the top prize, uh, the top winner is. There will also be um, various opportunities to support JA throughout the evening as well. And, um, you know, we have some prize drawings and things like that that you can participate in as well. Sure. Is there also uh, food and beverage available? There are. We have some uh, light snacks. Grandview provides some great food for us. Um, we generally have some pizzas and dips and, you know, light appetizer type food out there. There's also a cash bar available for those that would choose to participate in that as well. Okay. Yes. And if anybody's interested, we will be having a pre-party at Jack Pine Brewery. So Jack Pine Brewery is one of our event sponsors. So we have several wonderful sponsors. Our primary sponsor, our title sponsor for the event is a census for, I want to say the third or fourth year in a row. A census has been a wonderful partner for JA throughout the community, both financially and from a volunteer perspective. We get a lot of volunteer support from a census. They've been very wonderful in, in supporting their, their employees in that capacity. Um, as Michelle mentioned, mulligans are a thing. You can purchase them if you're just not sure of a trivia question. And 
And we are very, very blessed to have had Winnegar Dental be our Mulligan sponsor for many years now. And our event sponsors this year, um, we have Watson Real Estate Group from Medina Realty back again, Jack Pine Brewery, of course, Klaus Stamping, and Bremer Bank is a new event sponsor this year. So we're very grateful for our sponsors. We couldn't do this event without them. Um, but with that, with Jack Pine, so they will be having a pre-party. So from noon to 6 that day of the event, February 21st, people can go in. They can purchase a raffle ticket for an opportunity to win an additional mulligan. So somebody could end up with uh-huh. a, a lucky nine. <laughs> so for teams who maybe aren't as you know well-versed in trivia but just want to come have fun, it's an opportunity to maybe increase your game a little bit. So we'll be offering that. They will also be donating a dollar per pint sold between 12 and 6 that day at Jack oh, Pine. Nice. So we're very grateful to Patrick Sundberg and Sarah and everything that they do for Jack Pine with Jack Pine to help support our community and for JA. Very good. Let's talk about signing up uh, for those that have a team or I'll even ask if you're an individual and want to play. Can you get a matched on a team? But how do we sign up? To register, you would actually, um, we have an event page set up on our Facebook page. So that right now is the best way. Anybody who has participated in the past will be getting an email in the next couple of days with the registration information. We get about 200 to 220 people each year that participate. And as Michelle said, you know, around 30, 35 teams. And so people will register as a team. So you do want to have your team with you. Unfortunately, we don't have the capacity to match people up as they come in. Um, We've talked about that in the past, and we just haven't found a way to make that work. So um, we do recommend finding a team. We have a lot of businesses that sponsor employees to come in and play. And then we have people just out in the general community who just love trivia and look forward to this event every year. And it gets very competitive. I'm not going to lie. It does. (laughs) It can get get heated. (laughs) But it's going to be it's going to be a lot of fun. You know, we have our judges this year. The CLC Accounting Club is going to be providing judges for us and sponsoring our judges tables. So we're very excited to have them as our official scorekeepers. (laughs) Somehow that always happens, doesn't it? A trivia. People are. They get serious, but that's fun. Sure. It is. It's all in good fun. And we get so many of the same teams that come back year after year. And it's, okay, this is the team to beat. I know who we need to, you know, and people will really try it. I mean, we've had people asking us, well, what, what categories do you have? So they want to pick and choose, you know, cherry picking their teams to get the people who might be well-versed in certain areas. And so we divulge nothing prior to the event. Secret. It's really Michelle and I are the only two that see the trivia questions prior to the event. Fun. <laughs> it's locked down. Yeah, <laughs> that's good. All right. And I, if I didn't hear it, please re- remind me again. Uh, what is the cost per team to sign up? Um, if you sign up individually, I mean, you know, certainly you want to have your team set up already so you'd be a part of a team. But if you go in and sign up on an individual basis, tickets are $35 a piece. There is the option to sign up your team at one time. Um, and if you do it that way, it is $250 for a team sign up. Yes. And then that would cover your entire team. Yep. Yeah. So people, like Michelle said, people can sign up their team as a whole and then just enter their players as they register. Or they can say, here's our team. And then people can go in individually and pay online as well and just attribute themselves to a certain team. Sure. Very good. Anything else we need to know about the evening? Is there a deadline to sign up? You know, <laughs> I would say sooner rather than later. Yes. Yeah. You know, as you know, we are limited on space. So sure. there is always the possibility that we would sell out. We've come very close in the last years as the event has become more popular. So if you want to make sure you're one of those teams that gets on the list, I would say, you know, get your team signed up as soon as possible. Um, but, yeah, and it, it just um, gives us the opportunity to have a better idea of what we're looking at for turnout and 
Yeah. Yeah, it helps us well. plan for food and whatnot. And, you bet. You know, as Michelle mentioned, it's at Grandview Lodge. It's a beautiful venue. Um, Grandview has donated the space to us every year since the beginning of the event. So for every year for nine years. So we're very grateful to Grandview Lodge and all they've done to support junior achievement through this event. Okay. Well, we'll look forward to it again uh, on February 21st. That's a Friday at Grandview Lodge. Don't forget about the pre-party at Jack Pine from noon till six. Yes, yep. you don't have to be there for the full six hours. No, <laughs> Please no. get it. You In know, fact, get probably... a cab if you need. If you are. <laughs> but uh, but you know, if you're but if you want to, you know, just have the opportunity to purchase a raffle ticket and maybe you know for the extra mulligan and you're you know driving by and it's two o'clock. Feel free to stop in and just buy a raffle ticket. You can do that too. So you know, Patrick's been really wonderful in supporting junior achievement through this process and looking forward to having people swing into to Jack Pine on the way up and then coming up to Grandview and having fun playing trivia. Very good. All right. Again, we encourage people to go to jaum.org to find out more about how you can become a volunteer and then go to the Facebook page to find out more about the ninth annual JA Think Trivia event. Ladies, thanks for being here today. Thank you. Our guests today, Amy Gray, who is the district manager for Junior Achievement, and Michelle Gonska, she is a board member for JA. I'm Ken Thomas, and that is today's edition of Community Focus. Don't forget our Community Focus programs are available to listen to anytime on our website at 1067wjjy.com, and that's brought to you by Affinity Plus Federal Credit Union. We also make our Community Focus programs available on our free downloadable app that's powered by the Cuyuna Regional Medical Center.